Welcome back to Cloud Talk Radio by Rashpixel.fm, the podcast that shows do-gooders, nonprofits, and businesses how to build win-win partnerships that raise money and change the world. This podcast is brought to you by Engage for Good and Selfish Giving. You can find full show notes and additional resources for today's episode at engageforgood.com and selfishgiving.com. Now, on to today's episode. Hey everyone, it's Joe Waters. I want to welcome you to another exciting episode of Cause Talk Radio. On the line with me, of course, is Megan Strand. Hey, Megan. Hello. Megan, we have a great show today on a really, really important topic. We do, and I'm excited. I know, I know. Because of the big hurricanes, both in Texas and down in Florida, we have a great guest on today, Ann Candido, who is Fabric Care Communications for Procter & Gamble, is here to talk about some of the relief efforts that they're doing in areas affected by Hurricane and Harvey around P&G product kits, and of course, the program we both love, Megan, Tides Loads of Hope. Hey, Ann, how are you? I'm well. Thank you for having me on today. No, thank you very much. And I mean, this is such a great thing that you guys are doing. We definitely wanted to cover because uh, I know I'm in Boston. Megan is in Portland. You're in Cincinnati, right? So we're all yes. safe and cozy and dry, uh, but a lot of people in this country aren't. And uh, you folks have uh, picked up stakes and brought your your washers and your dryers and everything else down to those affected areas. And Ann, I was hoping you could start by telling us, uh, first of all, what's the origin for the Tides Loads of Hope program? Because I think it's been around since Katrina, but you can correct me if I'm wrong. And tell us a little bit about how it all got started. Yeah, absolutely. And first, I just want to start saying that you know, our hearts and, uh, and our prayers are with everybody in, uh, in Texas and Florida as well. So um, you know, we send our, our good wishes out to them as well. Um, as well as our uh, loads of hope truck and our product kits. Um, but to answer your question um, regarding how it all started, it did start with Katrina. So almost 12 years now, it's um, hard to believe. I but, know, isn't uh, it? You know, it's hard terrible, to believe 12 years yeah, ago. Wow. 12 years ago and a terrible, terrible storm. And I think we all remember where we were when that happened. And uh, as we were sitting there watching the, the levees break and the rain keep coming down and the devastation that it caused, you know, well, we just sat back as tied and said, there's just got to be something we, we, we can do here. I mean, we, we um, really strive to be a brand of the people. It's uh, kind of how we, you know, believe that we've set up our, our, our what we mean to people, too. I mean, we've been around for 70 years. Um, and, uh, you know, that's just you know, something that we really take pride in. So as we sat back and said, hey, what can we help with here? Um, and what do people really need? Um, what became really clear is that after, you know, a sense of safety was, um, it was instilled with food and shelter. The next thing people asked is like, gosh, I just really, really, really want some clean clothes. Mm, I just don't feel me. I, yeah. And it, and that was just really heartbreaking to see too, because, you know, you could just tell like everything gone. It's like, you know, and then your, your whole sense of identity and your whole sense of self is just rattled. And there's just a sense of chaos. And we, you know, looked at that. We said, we can do this. I'm like, we can bring clean clothes to these people and we can help there. And we can hopefully give them a little bit of hope as they're trying to recover from this chaos. So in um, a matter of four weeks, we were able to get um, our, uh, our our truck up and running and get it down there to support uh, everybody recovering from Katrina. You know, I always wondered too, Megan, like that first time that you did it too, Ann, like how did you get it up and running so fast? I mean, was there any semblance of this program before that that you were able to tap into or did you just really have to build this program from scratch? Well, you know, uh, uh, funny you should say that because actually we just found out recently that... Um, 
we have a heritage of this that goes back to World War II. You know, I was um, wondering that. Pro- yeah. Yeah, um, where another uh, a company that was affiliated with uh, Procter and Gamble actually um, put together a wash vehicle um, to respond to those who were being um, in a sense of, in a sense of chaos as well um, due to World War II. So we have a, a history and a legacy of of doing this, which was um, you know a really kind of cool thing to see. Um, uh, so uh, yeah, so that's where it uh, it kind of all born. But it took a, a Herculean effort by multiple people to actually pull this off. But you know, when you're driven by that uh, that sense of purpose, um, you can almost do anything. And were you, have you been with Ted Lives of Hope for 12 years? Like, have you been working on it this whole time? I have not. I have been on the um, for Tyler the Hope now for approximately almost five years, so I've seen a lot. Wow. Um, and then there's some fantastic people who have come before me that helped really establish it and get it off the ground. I'm curious to know how the programs changed over the years. I mean, the first time you did this, it was you know scrapping together. I'm sure washing machines and trying to find the truck and trying to get it where it needed to be and all of that good stuff. So, how has the program evolved over the years? Maybe since the beginning, and then since you've been there, like what have you personally seen? Sure. Yeah. And I would say there's two big things. One is, is, you know, people kind of identify Tyler's of Hope with um, the big semi-truck. That's kind of the iconic Tyler's of Hope truck that uh, people associate with the um, with the, phil- the philanthropy and, and, and the response. But what we were noticing is that that truck is uh, it's very um, hard to move. <laughs> so when you have the extensive disasters like in Irma and Harvey, um, generally what we would have been able to do is just go and set up in one place and have to stay there and then try to service as many people as we could within that place. But as you can imagine, then it becomes very logistically challenging to figure out, okay, where's the area of the most need? How can we get, you know, give access to everybody coming to, uh, to, to get to us? And that became really, really tough, even though we could do a lot of loads a day. So what we've done actually in the most recent years, um, just a couple of years ago, we launched a new truck. Um, we call it our our small but powerful or agile truck, um, which is a smaller capacity truck, but allows us actually to help more people because we're able to move it around. So even in Harvey, we're on, our, I believe, our fifth stop um, in just the last couple of weeks. And so we've been able to help five different communities in the area um, in order to be able to provide as much support and as much assistance as we can. So that's what we're we're trying to move to a more agile format so that we can help as many people as possible. The um, other um, change that we've made is we're trying to do more in um, in a proactive from a proactive stance and knowing that like disasters is definitely one you know really key time where you know the chaos ensues. But there's a lot of chaos in day to day life if yep. you think about people who are homeless and people mm-hmm. who are trying to get back on their feet and clean clothes mean a lot there too. So we've uh, established a clothing drive that we work through um, Tide Dry Cleaners. And actually, in the last couple of months, too, we're also doing um, another program we're calling Driving for Hope, where we're stopping in communities and doing active community drives in those communities as well. Wow, that's fantastic. That is fantastic. Yeah, that is really cool. You know, one thing I meant to ask you, Ann, about the truck itself that you bring down, does the truck have its own power source or are you still dependent on the area having power? We have we bring our own generator, so we can generate oh, our own great. power. We, yeah. we we can also bring in water if we need. So there's um, all kinds of contingencies for all kinds of situations. You know, one of the things that Megan and I noticed is that you have these care packages that you've been given uh, to people too that that have deodorant and toothpaste and shampoo mm-hmm. and those types of things, and also some household cleaning products, which I imagine people really need after disasters like this. Has that always been part of the program, or is that something new that you've added? 
It's been part of the program for a, a while. That's, uh, you know, we, we partner and uh, as part of our whole corporate disaster response team. And so that's part of the, you know, what P&G provides in order to support the communities in times of need as well. So we pull across all of our P&G brands to provide these care kits because um, obviously, like you said, you know, personal hygiene, cleaning up, um, you know, in, in, in the wake of disaster is really important. So we, we pull together all of our brands in, in order to support. What other partners are you leveraging to make this happen? Do you work with other nonprofits? Do you work, I, I noticed your washing machines are Whirlpool machines. Like what, what kind of partnerships are behind the scenes that we might not notice right away? Yeah, we have some fantastic partners. So Matthew 25 Ministries is our disaster relief um, partner. So um, they will distribute the care kits. They also fuel the truck. So they manage the truck and make sure um, that the uh, all the operations run very, very smoothly. Wow. Um, so are they, are they volunteering and like staffing the truck? Sorry to interrupt. Oh, no, that's okay. Um, they, um, are, they're a not-for-profit. So they are the ones who um, we uh, partner with in order to um, to. They, they actually help us identify the location so that they run the logistics on the ground and help us figure out where's the best place for the truck. That's good. And they work with everybody on the ground, yeah, in order to um, make sure we're getting the, the, the reach, we, you know, everybody knows where we're at. Um, and they're also the ones who are managing um, all of the laundry services there. So, yeah, they, we have a really fantastic, uh, really fantastic team um, that helps us support that. How did that get started? Do you know that partnership with the organization? What's it called? Matthew? Matthew 25 Ministries. Matthew uh, they're based in Cincinnati. So um, obviously there's a Cincinnati connection there. Um, and they've been our corporate disaster response um, partner now for several years. And we've just recently brought them on to Loads of Hope um, because of just the fantastic way that they are um, in the way that they serve people. And, um, you know, that, that's just what we, you know, what we want when we come, when it comes to this program. Um, and we believe it adds, uh, a, a lot of care, a lot of care in the way that it's handled, a, way, a lot of care in the way that it's, um, faced to the communities. And, um, it's just extremely important in these times to have that level of care. And then do you have an official partnership with Whirlpool? Like, are they donating washing machines? Yeah, they have. And they've also, yeah, been a fantastic partner in donating the washers and dryers and, uh, in all of our, and both of our units. So yeah, they've been fantastic there. Yeah, and uh, Megan, we have to point our listeners to that other episode that we did with Whirlpool where they were talking about oh, yeah. putting washers and dryers in in schools to help um, mm-hmm. you know disadvantaged kids get their laundry done to feel just as good about themselves as they you know people after disasters probably want to feel about how they feel and look uh, with their clothing. Absolutely, fantastic program. Hey, Megan, before we move on to our next question, let's recognize today's show sponsor, Catalyst. Catalyst is the industry's only matchmaking platform for companies and causes. Think of them like an online dating app for social good. At Catalyst, you can research companies, their customers, and the types of partnerships that they're looking for. Then you can actually connect with those companies. You can now try it out for free and find out which companies are right for your organization. Email members at gocatalyst.com. Again, members at gocatalyst.com with the code podcast17. Again, that's podcast17 to try out Catalyst for 14 days for free. Thank you, Catalyst, for sponsoring Cause Talk Radio. 
One of the things I'm curious about communications on the ground, and, and I'm hoping you can answer this question, is how does um, how does that organization get the word out um, to if communications are down, if power is down, and stuff like that? Do they go out and fly the community? Do they, you know, are there central meeting areas in those communities that they meet and let people know uh, so that people know that the truck's available? Sometimes it's very difficult um, for all those reasons. Um, there's several primary. Um, one is we count on the local media a, a lot, yeah. a, a lot, a lot. So we'll send out media alerts. We'll contact contact them directly. They're so generous in in in, in every time. We've never been turned down. Where they've you know done a radio um, PSA or a TV PSA um, mm. to let everybody know. Um, a lot of uh, calendar postings, so we'll put it on everybody's um, calendar postings. Everybody in the community, from churches to um, organizations, are wanting to let people know what's going on um, and where people can get help. Um, we continue to leverage our um, our Facebook site and our Twitter sites on Tide, um, so that's another way that people mm, can figure out where the idea. trucks are. Yeah. Or their or our corporate site or PNG corporate site as well, with regards to the care kits. Um, many times we partner with retailers. Our retailers will help us promote. Um, and, and a lot of times we get really fantastic just donations from um, you know, the, the people in the local communities who do like the uh, the signs, um, so the out-of-home billboards and, and uh, those sorts of things that will offer their services free of charge in order to communicate uh, to the community. So um, there's generally an outpouring of wanting people wanting to help, which is so much appreciated. Mm. That's awesome. That's such a valuable service, don't you think, too, Megan? It's one of those things Absolutely. that you, you want people to know about, and it's something that you know people really need because if Tide isn't doing it, who is? Exactly. Yeah. And it's just one of those things that makes perfect sense for the brand, too. What about employees, and do they get involved in this program in any way? Like, are they able to say, okay, I want to drop everything and go to Texas and staff the, the Tide Loves of Hope trucks? We definitely try to make a, uh, opportunities for our employees to be able to do that, and we have, in, in this case, too, people just feel overly passionate about helping, and we want to enable that. A lot of people in the area, especially, and so we will uh, try to facilitate that as much as possible so that they can have that personal experience of helping their community. Um, we also have um, funds set up throughout the company where you could donate directly if that's what you would like to do as well. So there's several ways that the company and Tyler's of Hope helps facilitate employees and participation and wanting to give back to their communities. Mm-hmm. And who are they donating to? Is that your partner organization? Yes, generally they they uh, donate to a fund, and the fund is then split into um, supporting multiple partner organizations that are um, actively in pursuit of uh, the disaster relief programming. Got it. Very cool. Yeah. No, that's good stuff. Hey, um, Ian, with those mobile laundry units, and you know when this first started, twelve years, the, you know there was obviously a lag, thankfully, between major disasters. I mean, the you know obviously your units have been keeping really busy now. And you mentioned this a little bit in the beginning, but what happens with those mobile units when there isn't a disaster? Where do they go? And one reason I mention is because I know Megan because you got, need your laundry done. Yeah, <laughs> and I know Megan told me she has like twenty five loads of laundry that you know that she needs That's to run through. That's actually not true it. after this weekend, but normally it is. <laughs> and she was hoping that maybe you could run it by our house. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, we get, I laugh, but we get lots of those requests. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, there's actually a couple a, a couple of things. So you know, first of all, general maintenance and care of of the um, of, of the trucks is what's done and done done in downtime. 
so um, you know they they run a lot, um, especially over these like, last couple of months um, with the uh, the disasters, and they'll need refurbished and and uh, parts changed out and, and those sorts of things. So that's done during the downtime. Um, but also now, you know, we're really focusing on leveraging those trucks in order to help uh, people who are experiencing chaos day to day. So, like as, as I mentioned, um, through the clothing drive um, and going out to the actual communities and uh, doing laundry for those who uh, who need it, um, as well as um, getting the clothing donations and then washing and renewing those clothes um, in order to give to other people in need to give them a fresh start. So, you know, that's, that's how we, uh, that's, that's, that's the tide way to do a, um, a clothing donation uh, drive is that we just don't collect the clothing and then give them back. We click, we collect the clothing or renew the clothing by washing them and tie, getting them, you know, to their, back to that healthy state again, and then giving them to people who, uh, who need them in, in support of their strive to uh, just have a fresh starter to try again. So we've been spending a lot of time and uh, a lot of energy in developing that program and helping to make that program um, uh, as, as much of part of the Tidelots of Hope as the, re- as the uh, deployments um, during times of disaster. That's great that you're finding other ways to, to use that resource. How is this program funded and is this out of the brand budget or do you have some sort of, you know, corporate disaster yeah, is it the foundation? Budget? Is there a foundation budget that funds it? There is. So there's a couple different ways it's funded. Um, it, it, it is um, funded through the P&G fund. So people can actually go um, onto our uh, website, tylosahope.com, and, and donate directly to the fund. Um, you could also buy a T-shirt, and $4 of every Tylosa Hope T-shirt purchase goes towards the fund. I'm getting um, you that also- I know. I want that. <laughs> They're the hot. They're a hot item. I mean, not only because they look incredibly cool, cool, but because of what they support. Um, so every once in a while, we'll see um, one of our, um, our our celebrity friends that uh, that will don a shirt, and we think that's nice. really, really fun, and that we appreciate nice. their support. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But then also there is um, brand support that goes into it. So obviously, we we um, we want to support with our dollars as well, and uh, and, and make a, a, you know a sizable investment in that every year in order to continue to provide those services back to the community. You know, and this is a wonderfully authentic and useful program to the community. But one of the questions I wanted to ask you was, how do you think this program helps the Tide brand? How do you think this helps you sell more detergent as a company? I think it's two things. One is, um, you know, the the fact that in this world of, uh, you know, laundry detergents, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it tends to be a little bit of a, you know, commoditized, you know, product, right? Yep. And so, you know, you, you have to mean something more to people than just laundry. Yeah. And that's what, you know, Tide stood for for 70 years. I mean, from the point of time where we were coined the wash day miracle because we were able to uh, you know, work with the new electric machines and get women back into the workforce mm-hmm. all the way now, you know, take it through Tide as a hope. It's, it's always about us being, you know, meaning something to the consumer and meaning something to people who buy our product and just like getting your clothes clean. It's getting your clothes clean and it's changing something about your life that is, um, that's really, really meaningful to you. And, you know, we, I mean, we know that real life is, uh, you know, highs and lows. And that kind of leads to the second point, which is, you know, in uh, the grand, you know, scheme of um, torture tests after a, uh, you know, a flood or a fire or a tornado, that's the ultimate torture test for your for your clothes, and uh, we want to demonstrate that you know the what the innovation and the science we put behind our products 
is good enough in order to be able to get those clothes clean for you. Um, and that's something that we take pride in is making sure that we deliver high-performing products that, are con- that our consumers can trust. Right, right. And, you do know, you, I want to you- say, I want to say too, Ann and Megan, that I am a proud Tide detergent user because of, one, my fabulously clean clothes, and two, because of the <laughs> Tide Loads of Hope program. So, Anne, if you are ever looking for anecdotal evidence of how this program works, <laughs> I am here for you. Joe is proof for you. That's right. Joe. I am proof. And you, know, you. and, you know, and I'm not just saying that either. I do all the laundry in my house. So yeah, that's, a that's, high that's pretty good. You know, my wife said the other day, I want to go someplace new. I said, how about the laundry room? And because I do it all the time. <laughs> I'm going to stay out of that one. <laughs> Seriously. Good choice, Anne. I like the word torture test, though, Joe. I think yeah, I know. Yeah. The Cause Talk Radio torture test. At first, I was like, what is she talking about? Torture test. And then I get it. I yeah, get that's it. right. That's right. Do you, yeah. do you use, how much do you use the Tide Loads of Hope in your own brand storytelling to your everyday consumers? Like, are you putting this in ads or print or... I mean, how do you how do you walk that balance between you know not tooting your own horn, but also sharing kind of what you're doing? Uh, yeah, that's been a, actually to be totally honest, that's been a tough one for us. Um, you know, there's been times when we've um, been a little bit more overt in um, our connection with the program, and there's been times when we've been very kind of under the radar. Um, mm-hmm. I think right now we're at a time where. You know, we um, we're very proud of what we're we're doing, and you know, when we're working to tour, uh, working to drive more awareness behind the program. So it is part of one of our TV spots. You'll see Title of the Hope is mm. running as one of our TV spots, um, mm. and we are looking at other ways of being able to uh, showcase um, what we're doing from Title of the Hope standpoint, but doing it in that balanced way, like you said, because really at the heart of it. We just want to support people. Right. I mean, it's a service yep. that we feel, you know, that that's really part of, of, the, of the fabric of Thai. And, um, you know, if that's what it, you know, that, if that's all it is, that's totally fine right. with us. Right. Um, but we want, you know, that support because we wanted to be able to do more. So the one thing we've always heard from people is like, how can I get involved? How can I help support my community through Tides Loads of Hope? So that's what's really kind of generated the, uh, the new emphasis on really doing the proactive piece and doing the... Um, the, the clothing drive is people wanted to be part of it. And yeah. so yeah. we want to help people be part of that. So that's what's really driving us right now. That's a really smart way to talk about it yeah. is inviting people to join you. I that's love right. It. And you know what I love too? I mean, you're all in in a program like this too, Ann. I mean, if you were just interested in this for like selfish reasons, you would be you would be in Houston right now dropping off laundry pods to people at their homes that didn't have electricity or washers or dryers and stuff. <laughs> I mean, then they'd be <laughs> like, what the, what the heck am I going to do with this? You know, it doesn't work. But I mean, you guys are saying, no, we're going to provide not only our product, but we're going to provide a solution so you can get clean clothes. We're which is what people want. Yes. Now, we do go out to the communities, too, um, as part of this effort and bring them products. So people who can do their laundry, but maybe just that can't get out to uh, get their laundry done by us. Maybe just a lot of people just want to do their own laundry. Yeah. So we will give them the product as well um, and, and donated a, a lot of products for people who are in that situation. Um, and so uh, we try to cover everybody's needs from that capacity. And are you still working on improving Tide Loads of Hope? And if so, how? We're always looking to improve. Um, we are looking to add to our fleet um, so we can even help more people. Um, and, and especially in times of crisis like this, where you have two hurricanes at the same time, yeah. um, kind of unprecedented, but um, 
uh, you know, it, it definitely, you know, gives you a, a, a momentum boost in order to continue to evolve and to do more and to be more responsive and to help more people. So we're looking to add to our fleet. So we're really excited about that. Um, and uh, continue just to, um, you know, find other ways of, of reaching people, even if it can't be through our trucks. It's like, what else can we do? So we've done mm. laundry mat takeovers. We've also been working now through our service organizations through both Tide Dry Cleaners and Tide University Laundry. They've been doing services on behalf of Tide Loads of Hope as well. So we're constantly looking to extend um, in order to be able to reach more people and do more good. Wow, well, that's it. You know, hey, we're known on this show. Ian, for our great ideas. And one of the things I think you should do. <laughs> all right. I got a big Uh-oh. idea. Ian, I got a big idea here, okay? I love big ideas. Okay, big ideas. Thing, okay, so, so okay. listen to this, okay? <laughs> so when a disaster strikes or someplace where people need washers and dryers, you, you want to start encourage the general public to put their washers and dryers in their cars and bring them to the disaster site <laughs> so they can hook them up to your truck. <laughs> what do you think of that idea? Oh, Just give me a gut reaction on it, Ian. <laughs> Um, well, you know, I love the big thinking, Joe. Yeah, it I, is. And so thank you for that. That's what I'm all about. It's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I'll, I'll take one. I'll take a chance hey, to the team. Well, you know, here's the, well, you know, one the of the things may be a little challenging. But, that's right. Yeah. That's right. But you know, one of the things I like, Anne and Megan, is what you were saying about laundromats, because one of the things that they, I was reading about not too long ago that was talking about how laundromats, especially in the cities, are disappearing. And that it's becoming oh, increasingly that. difficult for people to find places to clean their clothes. They're not profitable businesses anymore. And because of real estate and all these other things, a lot of them are going away. So there may be an opportunity for you. I like that idea of mm. like a, a laundromat takeover or like, you know, a laundromat drop. That's the other thing we might be able to do. Drop washers and dryers from helicopters. For people. Uh, there's another excellent idea. <laughs> wow, you are just rocking them up today, Joe. Hey, this is why I have a show. This is why I have a show, Megan, so I could I could share these big ideas with the world, and I know Anne appreciates them. Well, next time you talk to the Rorpool guys, ask them if their um, if their machines can survive a ten thousand foot drop. <laughs> if, if they can, then I'm Find all for detail. it. <laughs> That's awesome. And thank you so much for coming on to Cause Talk Radio and telling us a little bit more about Tide Loads of Hope. As Joe mentioned, it is a program we have long admired. So this is super fun to have you on and hear a little bit about the behind the scenes. If people want to learn more about this program or about you online, how might they do that? I would go to TideLoadsOfHope.com and they can see all the different ways that they can help support Tide Loads of Hope. Um, and then if you actually happen to be in the uh, the Florida area, um, and, and especially the southern Florida area, and you're wanting to where the truck is going to be coming next, we should be figuring that out in the next couple of days. So t- uh, follow Ty's Facebook page and their uh, Twitter handle, and you should be getting the latest information on that very shortly. Excellent. We will include that in the show notes. Joe, how about you? Where can people find you online? Uh, people can find me on Twitter, Megan, at Joe Waters. Uh, they can also find me at SelfishGiving.com. Make sure to sign up for my email newsletter. Get the definitive definitive email newsletter on the cause sector and also get my five-day mini course on cause marketing. And also check out all those pins on Pinterest at Pinterest.com front slash Joe Waters. What about you, Megan? Where can people find you? I'm also on Twitter at Megan Strand and I tweet for Engage for Good at Engage for Good, which is also where you can find today's show notes, engageforgood.com as well as selfishgiving.com. And while you're online, make sure you subscribe to Cause Talk Radio in iTunes or Google Play so that you do not miss an episode. And on behalf of Anne and Joe and myself, I'd like to thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Cause Talk Radio, and we'll talk to you next time. 